0: Welcome to the Latin Wealth Podcast, a podcast dedicated to educating the Latino community about entrepreneurship, investing, and business. Yo, what's going on, Latin Wealth family? Welcome to another episode to Wealth Wednesday. And if you are a new listener, shout out to you. We appreciate you guys, and we appreciate you guys tapping into the Latin Wealth Podcast. I know over the past couple of weeks, there's been a lot of new followers, a lot of new subscribers and whatnot. So shout out to you guys. If you guys didn't know about Wealth Wednesday, Wealth Wednesday is a weekly segment that we do on the Latin Wealth platform where we talk about trending news topics and just things that relate to the Latino community uh, by two Latinos. In addition to, to trending news and whatnot, we're definitely going to be tapping into also just different history lessons within the Latino community as well. So just telling stories of individuals that maybe you have never heard of or don't know very much about. Uh, We want to definitely put a spotlight on those people going forward in 2024. Uh, But on today's episode, we're going to have a phenomenal conversation. Unfortunately, Jeremiah is sitting this one out today. It's all good. He'll be back next week on uh, the regular schedule. And uh, But yeah, we're still going to have a phenomenal conversation today. I found a very, very interesting article that I think is going to help a lot of listeners out there with setting themselves up correctly for 2024 when we talk about financial literacy and finances, right? So I came across this article, and the title of this article says, Are You Rich? Here's what the top, here's what Americans think you need to be considered wealthy. All right, so they asked, they surveyed a bunch of different people in America, and they asked them, like, what do you think equates to being wealthy in America? What is the net worth number that you think is makes somebody wealthy, makes somebody Um, wealthy in America. And so the survey found that the average was approximately $2.2 million that you need to have to be considered wealthy in America. Again, that is what they asked people and that's the number that they pretty much collectively came up with. And I found this very interesting because it wasn't too far off of what the actual um, number is. So to be considered in the top 2% wealth of America, you have to have a net worth about $2.4 million, right? So uh, it actually aligns closely with the survey perception of wealth. So what people think wealthy is, how much you need to have, it's pretty close to what the actual number is. To be in the top 5%, now, mind you, top 2%, 2 2.4 million, top 5% of the wealthiest people in the world or in America need to have a wealth uh, net worth of $1.03 million. Top 5%. Top 10% of the population has a net worth of approximately $854,000 a year. So very, very interesting stuff here. And I thought it was interesting to bring up this this topic because um, a couple... A couple months ago in 2023, towards the end, I was invited to um, pretty much host a panel in New York, and um, we were talking about breaking into wealth as people of color. And so the first question that I had asked people on the panel, and there was probably about five other people on the panel, I asked them, what does wealth mean to you, right? When talking about wealth, talking about money, you know, we, again, they, they asked, the Americans, what they perceived wealth is. And they said, yo, you got to have $2.2 million. And the people on stage actually all had different perceptions of wealth. And it kind of ties into the Latin wealth and why we created this platform. It's not just all about the money and the numbers, right? There's layers to wealth and what it means to different people. It depends on their education, depends on their experiences and so forth and so forth. So what I love about this article, not only did they give those you know, cool statistics, they went beyond the numbers and they really wanted to give a better understanding of what wealth is beyond, again, those statistics. And wealth is solely not about the figures in your bank account or the your investment portfolio, as we know. Um, It's also how you perceive and use your resources, which I think it's powerful to dive into um, some tips and some perspective to understand and potentially for you to achieve wealth, right? And again, I think this is a phenomenal time to talk about some of these different topics as we are, you know, what, two weeks into 2024, Um And, you know, hopefully you can implement some of these tools and some of these ideologies into your life to help you achieve wealth or even help you figure out and narrow down what wealth means to you. So I'm going to go over the first one. I think the first one is probably the most common thing that you're going to hear when talking about financial literacy, building wealth and um whatnot. This is more of a, a tip that we've spoken about. On this podcast. And honestly, we've spoken about a lot of these different things on this podcast. But again, it's good to bring it all together into one space. And the first one is saving and spending habits, right? Being able to save um, and spending less than you earn is a foundation aspect of accumulating wealth and you know, at least achieving your financial goals and whatever that may be with for you. And you know, it, it it's crazy because thinking about saving and spending habits we live in such a, a a world or not even a world in America where we are like ran by consumer consumerism right and consumerism and debt being an all-time high <clears throat> i know we made an episode recently talk about talking about the national debt i think it's over 2 trillion now i haven't checked the numbers recently but when we made the episode it was close to over a trillion dollars and I'm pretty close and pretty sure it's over 2 trillion now. Um, so with, with the debt, um, with high consumerism, it can be really difficult to have healthy spending habits, right? Not only for you guys, but for us as well, right? You can, you can be going on social media and you see the next phone, the next car, the next clothes, or you know, new the new Stanley Cups that people are going crazy over in Target and and uh, Walmart or wherever. It can be difficult, you know. It can be difficult where you're seeing ads every single day on TVs when you're driving, again on your phone, advertisements for for different things, different deals. It can be again very difficult to have healthy spending habits, right? And another thing is that we see a lot in our community is, man, especially Latinos, we work hard, right? We work really hard. Now, some of us love to work. We love to get down and dirty and, you know, be proud of the work that we put in. And some of us, in addition to that, you know, we like to work and we also like to see something from the results of our hard work, right? We like to see like, yo, I I put in hard work. I want to see something from it whether it's buying myself some new airpods or some new shoes i want to see something or have something that makes me feel good in order to justify the hard work that i just put in and to be honest i don't i don't think that's unfair to to think that's not unfair to to have that mindset it's just having the discipline to have the delayed gratification that maybe like yo I don't think I necessarily need these items or need that right now. Maybe I can put this money towards my emergency fund, or I can put this money towards uh, my child going to college, or or whatever the kid's case is, or helping somebody that's um, less fortunate. Right, that's where the discipline has to come in, and doing something that maybe we all don't like to do is live within our means. Right. 2024 is going to be we spoke about it multiple times it's going to be a year of man I feel like it's going to be the year of fireworks man you got the elections you got bitcoin um you got the having happening you know stocks it we we don't know exactly what's going to happen but there's going to be a lot that happens this year and when there's a lot of uncertainty you definitely want to put yourself in a situation where you are living within your means right so maybe not getting the card, not getting the car, the vehicle that you can afford, um but getting the car that's a lot less a lot more affordable, right? So you can use that extra income to save or put it towards investments and whatnot, right? Uh, just because you can afford you know eight hundred dollar car note doesn't necessarily mean that you should go with that car because um life is gonna happen as we know, life is gonna happen, you know, you may. Um, not get that bonus. You may uh, get laid off from your job and, and so forth and so forth. And you want to be able to put yourself in a situation where you're living within your means. So if you do have to cut back, you know, you are okay. So I know I said a lot there and, you know, we talk about saving and spending a lot, but that's definitely something that we should continue to practice in 2024. Uh, a perspective that I want to hit on is viewing money as a tool, right? Viewing money as a tool and a means to improve your life rather than a source of stress, um, can really shift our perspective and our approach to wealth. Um, you know, small steps like allocating extra funds towards high interest debt can help then building a, a brighter financial future for us. And I think in our community, again, you know, I'm speaking for from personal experience, our relationship with money can be negative right when we think of money growing up or even if we ask some of the older folks in our family like what do you think about money you know it can be evil it can be stressful it can make us feel these negative emotions and when you think about the relationship that we have with our kids or our parents and whatnot I would assume that you guys want to have a positive one, right? An uplifting one, right? You want to have good memories with these people, right? You want to have a loving relationship uh with these people. And I think it's it's definitely uh if you feel those emotions, and I would even encourage you, like, yo, when you think of a money, you know, what are the 20 thoughts or the 10 thoughts that you immediately think of, right? And write those down. And then take a step back and figure out where these triggers are coming from, and figure out how you can grow and you can um, overcome those triggers, so you can heal and ultimately, you know, see it as a tool, right? Because that's all it is. Money, it's just a tool. That's all it is. It's a piece of paper, and we can exchange it for various things, and uh, it should just really be seen as a tool. You know, I don't think we should have such an emotional attachment especially negative attachment towards money and, and eventually you'll get to a point where you'll see you'll think at like an investor where a lot of investors see money as like little workers to go out and work for us right so that's why you say like uh, that's why you hear a lot of investors are like yo I'm trying to put my money to something that allows my money to work for me that's how they're thinking they're like, what vehicle can I put my money in? What area can I put my money in where it's going to be working for me, where I can be asleep, where I can be hanging out with the kids and I know my money is growing for me? You know, there's different vehicles, whether it's, um, you know, stocks, you know, crypto is really volatile. Um, it can be a business. It can be various things that, you know, we've spoken about a couple of these things on on the podcast, but the point is getting to a point where you see money as a tool And then eventually you see money to where they can be like your own workers, where you send them out to different vehicles and they produce for you and they don't, and you don't have to be the one producing all the time. Okay. Hopefully that's making sense. Um, Look, another perspective I want to go over is, you know, having life goals over money. And I think this is, when I go back to that question that I asked the panel A lot of people on the stage, you know, they had, you know, different answers and whatnot, but I think it all came back to, you know, the next two perspectives that I'm about to hit on and, you know, having life goals over money. You know, wealth is not just about accumulating money, but also fulfilling life aspirations. So for me, this is when I named the podcast and this platform Latin Wealth, that's what I really meant when I spoke about Latin Wealth. When I when I had the idea of putting this together, yes, we're talking about financial literacy, business, and whatnot. But on a deeper level, you know what is it? What is it in your life that you are looking to fulfill? You know what aspirations, what purpose are you placed on this earth to to uh, fulfill? Right? We're not. I I can I can almost assure you. You know we are all here for a divine purpose and it's not just to chase money all day every day right you may be in a position where you are skilled and wise enough to make an abundance of money but i'm sure behind that maybe you are someone that are supposed to teach community on how to do the same or maybe you use that money as a tool to to provide resources in different neighborhoods right so taking a step back and really identifying what is it for me what is my purpose And I know we hear that all the time. It's such like a cliche question at this point, but maybe ask yourself what fulfills you, right? Really dig deep and figure out what that is. Because at the end of the day, if you're just chasing money 24 seven, I'll be the first one to tell you, you're going to get that money. You're going to make that money and whatever you want to do with that money, whether it's again, buy that house, buy the shoes, the chains, the jewelry, whatever it is, that's all going to happen. But what happens after that? What happens when you do get that money? What happens when you do get, you know, those things that you want? Um, That's where, you know, the aspiration and purpose comes in and really um, our life mission and what we're supposed to accomplish. That's when that comes in as well. So, look, take the time to think about what that is. And the last one that I want to hit on real quick is flexibility and options. This is something else that the people on stage were referring to and talking about. And man, for me, when I think of wealth as well, I think of wealth often equates to having choices, right? Being able to take ta- time off for the family, being able to travel when we want, being able to even invest in different businesses, different ideas, learning new skills. Um, I think flexibility and having the ability to have options is a huge indicator of wealth. So that's what I wanted to go over today. Um, hopefully you found some value and if you didn't find, you know, value from that, I want to go over some tools, some practical tools to help you on your, your wealth building journey. And so, uh, the first one that I have up is mint mobile. And now look, there's variations in, uh, of all these different tools that I'm about to list off and there's, you know, you can probably find your own version of everything. But, uh, I like mint mobile. It's a tool called mint. It's a free online financial wellness tool and app that can track actual spending and budgets, um, and actually track progress, your progress to your goals. We're not getting sponsored. We're not getting paid by any of these. We're not sponsored by any of these. These are actually apps that I have on my phone. Um, so Mint Mobile helps you track spending, budgeting, and your goal, Your track your financial goals. The second one is Bank Novo, which is an online business bank account. It's very easy to sign up with. The reason why I threw this in here is because 2023, you know, I've done business with a, a handful of folks. And it's like, yo, I'm trying to send you an invoice. And or I want to I want you to send me an invoice and they're like, can you just cash at me? Can you just PayPal me? Right. It doesn't come off as very professional. So, hey, have have a business bank account. You know, if it's some of these are too complicated to sign up with, if you don't have enough money, because some of these banks, you got to have at least like five hundred dollars, a thousand dollars or whatever the case in there. Um, bank Novo, you can just sign up for free. All you need is an EIN. Um, So register your business. You don't even have to have an LLC. All you have to do is have a, you can be a prop, And as long as you have an EIN, you can sign up through Bank Novo Novo and pretty much get started within, I think, three days. And on there, you can start invoicing people. There's different tools um, to help you with your business and whatnot. So that's a tool that I would recommend for you to not only come off more professional, but just help you on your, your your business journey as well. TD Ameritrade is an online broker for stock trading, long-term investment, and retirement planning. So if you're looking for to um, invest in the stock market and 2024 is the year that you wanna start investing more consistently, TD Ameritrade is the one that I use. It's the one on my phone. I know you can use Fidelity, you can use E-Trade. Um, obviously there is <clears throat> Robinhood, which is, is is extremely popular. Look, use any of these. My biggest thing is just get started, right? Just get started. Buy one share of a stock. Um, start putting your expenses in Mint Mobile or use an Excel sheet. Just start doing something. Take the step. And a lot of time you take that step, you'll feel that dopamine. you feel feel that, that instant gratification that you actually long for. In other areas, you feel good about doing something positive towards your financial success. Um, a couple books before we head out of here. Um, the Psychology of Money is a newer book that has came out, pretty much about timeless lessons on wealth, greed, and happiness. Definitely check that out. Uh, the Psychology of Money. Um, the Wealth Warrior by Linda Garcia. Look, we had Linda on the podcast, and she's such a wealth of knowledge when talking about wealth, stock trading and investing and whatnot. Um, She actually wrote a book and it's pretty much her personal journey onto building wealth and um, stock trading and whatnot. It's a great book for beginners. Um, It's super dope how she intertwines the lessons of investing into her life. Um, And she even mixes culture in there as well. So I love that book, especially for um, inspiring you know, investors, even Latinas out there that feel like, yo, I'm the only one that thinks like this and I need somebody else out there or I need a little push. Uh, the Wealth Warrior by Linda Garcia. We had her on the podcast. Um, a couple more. Any book on Warren Buffett pretty much. And the reason why I said this is because, look, when you want to when you want to achieve wealth, when you want to achieve anything in life, the best thing you probably could do is study the people that have done it already. Warren Buffett is one of the most renowned investors in America and in the world. So why not study what he has you know, mapped out, the blueprint that he laid out for us, right? So I'd say pretty much any book by Warren Buffett. Last book I would recommend is uh, Money Master the Game. Seven simple steps to financial freedom. Now, this is the one book that I have not read on this list by Tony Robbins, but I've only heard phenomenal things about this book. I think this book has like fifteen thousand or thirty thousand reviews on Amazon. Um, a lot of the people that I kind of study, they recommend this book, so this is definitely something I'm gonna check out, and we'll probably, you know, include it in the podcast. Uh, the up and coming episodes, but money master the Games by Tony Robbins, seven simple steps to financial freedom. Those are the tools. Those are the books. I want to end with this. Um, look, well, having a net worth about $2.2 2 million, you know, it, I think that was a number in the beginning that Americans seeing that being wealthy, you know, maybe it is the benchmark for being rich in America, but it's just a number, right? And wealth is really a subjective concept. You know, having finan- healthy financial habits and personal perspective on money are crucial in defining and achieving wealth. So definitely take a step back, understand, you know, what wealth means to you. You know, what are your personal goals? They may not be $2.2 2 million. It may be like, yo, I just want freedom, flexibility, and the time to go pick up my kids when I want and some extra income from a side hustle. That's all love, man. I love that. So take a step back, identify what wealth is to you. Hopefully some of these tools and these tips and these perspectives can help you with that. And the last thing I'll leave you guys with, look, if you guys don't really want it, if you guys don't feel like you can achieve it, if you guys don't see yourself achieving these things, um, it's not gonna happen. It's just simply not. You have to believe, you have to put yourself there, And you got to take those steps to make it happen. It's your boy Chris. We'll catch you guys next week. Peace.